The famous author uh, C.S. Lewis, he was the one that did the Chronicles of Narnia, then the movies were based on that. He used to be an atheist, and then he became a Christian. And he said this, after he became a Christian, he said, those who think the resurrection of Jesus is simply another myth haven't read many myths. Myths are not historical events. They didn't actually happen. We talk about them happening once upon a time or in a galaxy far, far away. They contain certain truths in them about our human condition, so that's why we can relate to them. But we're not actually wondering, now, where, where did Luke Skywalker, where, where did he go to the school? Was it Wisconsin or Loyola? Where, which one was it? Hercules. Hercules, where was he born again? What time did he, did he live? But with Jesus, Jesus' story is from a specific time period, historically verified when Herod was king of Judea, when Pontius Pilate was a Roman governor of Judea about 2,000 years ago. He was a man who walked on this earth in a certain time in history. Do you ever hear of someone who has devoted their life to Hercules or Luke Skywalker? They've given up their life for Luke. Have you heard about any martyrs who have died for Hercules or for Luke Skywalker? Does Luke Skywalker really love you? Darth Vader definitely doesn't love you. But those apostles and disciples, they knew they were loved by Jesus. They were witnesses when he walked on this earth. They were witnesses to the empty tomb and to his resurrection. Afterwards, he talked with them, ate and drank with them for a certain period of time after the resurrection. They died for him eventually. They devoted their lives totally to him. Something that they saw and experienced changed their life forever and still happening 2,000 years later. What got their hearts pumping? What got their hearts pumping? You know, we talked about during Lent and Message series how to have a healthy heart. But what gets our heart going? Mary Magdalene, that we hear about in the Gospel, she had a wounded heart because of many sins that were committed against her and because of her sins as well. But she found forgiveness and healing and she was whole again in Jesus Christ, in his forgiveness, in his mercy. So then she loved him with all of her heart, all of her heart. So he rewarded that love by appearing to her first, before any of the apostles or disciples. And so when she heard this news, when she saw the empty tomb, she ran from the tomb to where the apostles were hiding. And then when Peter and John heard about this, they ran too from their hiding place to the tomb. So on Easter morning, there's a lot of running going on, maybe like this morning. Easter morning at the tomb was not a place to do yoga poses. It wasn't a place of peace, tranquility. Let me just get my heart rate down right here in the empty tomb. That's not what was happening. They were scared. They were frightened. We hear from the, um, the one account that that they, were, uh, they ran back to the apostles and they didn't even talk to each other because they were so scared and joyful. They had all these emotions going on. What about us? What about us? What gets us excited? 
What gets us motivated? What got us motivated this morning to come at the Mass? Was it, some of the motivation was, okay, we gotta get here early, get a seat. It's gonna be a big crowd. Gotta get a seat. Remember, okay, honey, this year, I don't wanna be sitting next to the bathroom, all right, in an Arthex. I wanna get here early and have a seat. Maybe, uh, you know, trying to get the kids out the door. Maybe it was because uh, you knew you were going to look really good in that tie, in that suit this time, or, or that dress. You really feel pretty good about it. That's fine. We should wear our Sunday best, especially to, to Easter. But we have to remember that we're God's chosen people, not God's frozen people. We shouldn't stay in our tombs just to be uh, constricted. Remember Easter morning, there wasn't a lot of people there just, they weren't sitting in their pews. Just, okay, just I'm going to sit in my place here. Don't bother me. I'm just going to be fine. They were running. They were uncomfortable. Why should we rejoice this morning? Because God has great plans for each one of us. For each one of us, he has great plans. For you, do you believe this? Do you believe this? We hear from Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. We heard that from, from Billy a, a few weeks ago when he gave his testimony how the Lord touched his life. How he, he brought healing. Here, back there. He brought healing to his heart. Do we believe the Lord has a future and a hope for us? We only have a future and hope in the resurrection. Without the resurrection, we do not have a future or hope. It's meaningless without the resurrection. But with the resurrection, everything changes. Everything changes for us, for our family members, for our friends, for our current situation. I believe in the resurrection. I believe that Jesus is alive. I've given my life for him. I believe it. What about you? What do you believe? Do you believe in the resurrection? We have, well, actually, right, not right now. That's right. By the way, the reason why we have this up here is because we have overflow in the parish center. So for this year, for the first time, we're trying to also they can see what's happening in the parish center as well. And so in the future, we, we won't have the, the camera on, because, but we just had to do it for this time. And uh, because he lives, that's going to be a song we're going to sing. But the scripture that I was trying to get at, that maybe, there we go, okay. Okay, technology, love it. Okay, so this is... Uh, then the other disciple also went in, and he saw and believed. Now, I was talking about John. John saw what? He saw an empty tomb. He saw the burial cloths. He didn't see Jesus yet, but he believed. That's all he needed. Peter didn't believe yet. He was going to believe soon. Thomas, remember Thomas, he didn't believe even after all the other apostles saw Jesus. We're all at a different point in our belief, right? That's all right. That's all right. But what are we believing now? Do we believe that Jesus is alive? Maybe you're saying, okay, Father, well, I do believe in the resurrection, but I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling in my faith, to be honest. 
I'm struggling in my marriage. I'm struggling in my job, uh, my finances. With the young people, I'm struggling. I'm struggling in school. I don't know what's happened in my life. We each could be having different struggles. But can we give that, that faith, that belief that we have, and allow the Lord to increase that? But you can be saying, well, all right, but how's this, how's it going to impact me now? Can this help me now, the resurrection? We'll talk about that in the next few weeks. How that helps us now. What this means to us now, the resurrection. The title of our message series is, The Lord is Risen, Alleluia. Now what? Now what do we do? The Lord will show us, and we'll talk about that for the next few weeks. But for this morning, for this morning, what's sufficient is our faith and our belief. No matter where we're at in that, even in our struggles, can we give that to the Lord this morning? Whatever we have, and praise him for the plans that he has for us, for what he's done for us already. Thank him for that. But the plans that he has for you in the future, can you thank him already and praise him already for that? There's a song right now on a Christian radio by Matt Maher. He's a good Catholic, by the way. Uh, you heard it right before the Mass. And I'm going to ask um, band and the choir to, to sing it again. But this isn't for entertainment. It's not just for us to observe. I want us to pray this. I want us uh, to sing this from our hearts. Really, praise the Lord for what he has done for us in his resurrection. <laughs> 